hello and welcome everyone. This is uh, Khalid Ali. I'm the uh, screening room, the film section editor for Medical Humanities BMJ Journal. I'm reporting uh, on uh, a film event that I have been to in London. This was the Safar, uh, the Festival of Popular Arab Cinema at the Institute of Contemporary Arts. It was my great honor and privilege to interview Mr. Mohammed Khan. He's one of the 80s generation of filmmakers in the Arab world whose films have been great social statements regionally and internationally to great international acclaim. Uh, good evening. You're talking to a guy who made uh, 24 films, so it has a history, right? Indeed. <laughs> and a long and a, and a varied history and a colorful history. Yes, and um, uh, I studied in England. Uh, first, I came to England to study architect. And I was, while I was doing my uh, GCEs, and uh, I met a guy, and uh, I used to see him every morning in the same building I live in, and I, I asked him, what does he do? And he said, I'm studying film. Mm-hmm. And that turned my life upside down, because I was always uh, crazy about films. Yeah. So I inquired, and that was, the, at the time, the only film school in, in London. It's called the London School of Film Technique. It was uh, two apartments in Brixton Market. And this uh, little school is now the International London Film School. It's the same one. But I think my real school was being in England in the 60s. Arts uh, were having like what you call a new wave in in all departments, whether the Beatles coming and the Rolling Stones, whether the... The, the, the filmmakers in England or in France yeah. or in Italy or, or even in the Eastern Bloc and even the television directors in America who turned to cinema. It was an exciting period. And I think this is my real school. Can you tell us a bit about your, uh, how you started your academic training from uh, uh, the, the film school and writing books? You started off with books. Yeah, I wasn't concerned. I mean, I did a book about the Egyptian cinema. But what's exciting, I'm, I'm an adventurous guy, you know, so I went to, I knew that I went, I mean, I was in my 20s, and uh, I, could, I could have looked uh, to go to the States or something like that, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go back to Egypt, I wanted to make films about Egyptian people. That, I felt, is the place I can express myself. And uh, I think I, uh, I did the right thing. No. I, I'm sure. I'm sure that the years of experience and the films you have enriched our uh, memories with uh, have, are a testament to this. Uh, but I'm sure it was challenging and difficult to do it at at the time as a young filmmaker. Yeah, it's nothing easy. I mean, uh, I, I did my first film. I was 32 or 34. You know, I I wished I did it 10 years before, but I didn't. You know. Uh, I worked in the, in the beginning, uh, I went to Egypt and I had no job and I worked for a year in the, in the reading department. You read scripts and, and you write reports about them. Then I took a boat and went to Beirut and I stayed for two years. I worked as an assistant director on a few rubbish films. You know? <laughs> but, I, but you learn from the rubbish films as good as you learn from the good films. You see. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> And then I came back to England, uh, and the war broke out in the, the Middle East, and I didn't know, and I felt lost. 
I, I thought that I would never be back in the, the cinema field until I met somebody a few years la later who told me, what the hell are you doing here? You know? So I went back and uh, I made my first movie and I never looked back since. What, what a wonderful beginning, a wonderful story. What attracts you to your film characters, your choices? Uh, why those uh, particular uh, women in the uh, stories, uh, marginalized characters? people with uh, personality disorders in some of your films? I'm always the springing, spring point of any film I've done is a character, not a story. And then one creates a story around the character. Right. It always interests me, uh, simple people. It always interests me, poor people. It, I, I don't care about making films about the rich. I don't know. I mean, I come from a middle class family. I, uh, we were comfortable mm -hmm. but uh, I can see life around me and uh, it moves me that was the spring point all of the character and then from there you go on uh, th thank you for that. I, th I think there's a lot of similarities between filmmakers and, and and doctors in particular is that they see the the human suffering the illness and and the and the stories behind these people so and I'm intrigued by one of your uh, short essays in in, in your uh, virtual uh, Facebooker, yeah. uh, but you, you mentioned this concept of films as as a prescription to young filmmakers and I want to, uh, you to reflect on, on, on a similar observation or similar undertaking or using films as prescription for healthcare professionals, for medical doctors to broaden, embrace the humanities and, and, and the human suffering in the people they deal with on a daily basis. Would you prescribe films for doctors and, and healthcare professionals? <laughs> well, first I would like to tell you something. Yeah. I mean, doctors cure people. Yeah. Filmmakers don't cure anybody. Filmmakers are sick people and <laughs> they need doctors <laughs> to cure them. <laughs> but not, not that right. But I mean, the thing is, you ra I, I don't think I'm a social reformer. No. But I raise issues. Right. And it's for others who, ha who are more qualified than me, maybe, to try and remedy whatever it is, right? But I only underline points, I underline problems, yeah. but I don't pretend I, can, I have the solution. No, I, I appreciate your, your humbleness, but I think by underlying this, this is the beginning of diagnosing a, a problem in the social uh, structure of, of a community at, at a, a small level or at a bigger level. This leads me again to the, to the next question, which is the, you said you start off with your characters uh, and then you build a story, but the story entails the social and the political uh, context uh, for that character and, and, and your research on that and how that adds to the interaction between the character and their environment. You have to be real. And to be real, you can't, cheat people you know, who are watching a film. They know it's real or not real. So I mean, one of the, the, the things is I shoot in real places. I don't shoot in studios. So when you put a character, even if he's an actor, you put him in a real, in a real location, he becomes part of it. That's my technique. Which I have to, it's a wonderful technique, but how can, healthcare professionals, I'm talking the broad sense of the term, how they can learn from your 
embracing that holistic, uh, the character plus the environment, how can we translate that vision or view for healthcare professional in looking into the bigger context? Yes, because I mean, I think uh, part of a doctor, in my opinion, you know, <laughs> part of a doctor is not just to diagnose, is not just to um, prescribe a solution or medicine or whatever, is to have a human look at the person, because the person in front of him is human as well. And he has to have this always in mind. And without this, he's just dealing with, with objects, subjects, you know. Indeed, which, which, which you, I think you've encapsulated the whole uh, ethos or the concept of arts and humanities. So um, thank you very much for, for, for this. If I would end with, uh, what would you recommend to, to a medical student or a young doctor? Uh, what film uh, would you rec- advise them to watch? Well, there's a film I don't advise them to watch. It's, it's called <laughs> Supermarket. Right. And it's about a doctor in it. Yeah. And, but he's a corrupt doctor. And I don't advise them to be corrupt. And uh, his motto is to be a millionaire, uh, you must be ready to compromise. <laughs> you know, he not only said that, yeah. he said to compromise yeah. in your beliefs. Which is very dangerous. So that's a bad film. I wouldn't advise you to see it. <laughs> no, but, but there is a learning uh, message there for so not to be that doctor. Well, I mean, you see, the thing is, the film had a doctor wanted to learn piano, right? And the pianist wanted to be a millionaire. So he was teaching him how to be a millionaire in, in return for them to teach him how to play the piano. So neither did the other one became a millionaire, and neither did the doctor learn the piano. Thank you very much, Mr. Khan, for such a, a wonderful occasion to, to have you here in London. And I hope you enjoy your stay. And, and we, we will be privileged to watch your films. And, and uh, ho- we hope to see you next year with your new project and your new film, maybe in not very distant future. I hope so. Thank you very much for having me.